Welcome to The Productivity Show, the Asian efficiency podcast dedicated to helping you make the most of your time, energy, and attention. Today, we're introducing you to our new productivity framework, which we call T. This simple framework will help you identify the root causes when your productivity dips and show you which levers you need to pull to get back on track. If you feel like you're not living up to your full potential but can't quite figure out why or are just starting on your productivity journey but could use a roadmap to help you achieve your goals, then this episode is for you. Don't forget you can find links to everything that we shared today in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 218. And now, on with the show. Hey everyone, this is Mike Schmitz and with me today to talk about a new productivity framework that we are excited to introduce to the world today is Asian Efficiency's CEO, Mr. Tan Pham. How are you doing today, Tan? Hey Mike, good to be here with you and also on camera with you for the first time. This is kind of exciting. (laughs) Yeah, this is a little bit of an experiment, but uh, about an hour before we recorded, I asked Tan if he felt okay doing video and we're recording this video live in front of the Dojo audience using Zoom, which is kind of fun. Got to hang out with a couple people before we hit the record button. We're going to answer some questions after we're done, but uh, let's dive into the content here. Uh, This T framework. Okay, now this was kind of created, I say accidentally, because it wasn't really the focus of the issues that we were working on in a particular sprint. You and I were going back and forth. I was asking a lot of questions that I had no idea what the answers were. And then you took them, went home, thought about them, and the next day gave me all the answers. <laughs> so why don't you just real briefly introduce this T-Framework? Like where, where did you get the idea from this? How did this come about? So what ended up happening was when you look at everything that Asian efficiency does and how we help people, we all look for the same outcome. We all want the same thing, which is living up to our full potential. And everybody that comes to Asian efficiency usually has a challenge of not enough time and they're stuck somewhere and they kind of want to go to the next level and reach their full potential, right? So there's different ways of getting there. And the cool thing about Asian efficiency is that we're focused on productivity, we're focused on efficiency, effectiveness. So we want to get there in the fastest way possible, right? And so we're not focused on other things other than how do we get to what we want to get to in the fastest way possible. So we want to be able to save time and achieve goals in record time, right? So as I'm working with clients and as I'm working with customers, everybody has a different starting points. But we tend to always think that we're unique in that sense. And in some shape or form, we are unique. But usually most situations and most challenges that people have when it comes to becoming more productive and achieving their goals, you can really look at three areas that you want to focus on, right? And when people come to us, they usually are overwhelmed. They have very little time. They're too busy to get themselves unbusy. So where do they start? There's literally a million different things you could do. You could start where your to-do list. You could manage your calendar and learn how to do that. You could tackle procrastination. You could build habits. You can maybe focus better and get less distracted. You could eat healthier. You could spend less time in email. You could sleep better. You could also start working on your exercise regimen. You could improve your goal setting. You could start building systems. Like As I'm curating this list, you can see that there's literally a million different starting points for how to become more productive, right? So the way I think about it, and as a systems thinker and kind of like a modeler in a different way, 
I want to see how can we encapsulate this in a way where it's easy to zoom in what area you need to focus on. So when I think about, I'm working with somebody, there's basically three different areas that you can focus on. And that's what we call the T framework. So T-E-A, right? So as, as if you're drinking a cup of tea. So the whole idea here is if you focus either on working on your time or on your energy or on your attention, you'll usually start to address the root cause of whatever is holding you back or blocking you from going to the next level or unlocking your full potential, right? So wherever your starting point might be, it's either gonna be related to time, energy, or attention. Yeah, and what I like about this framework is that you can figure this out for yourself. I think maybe a lot of people, the place that they would start would be time, and that's probably the, the place that a lot of people in the productivity space focus on but sometimes, and we'll get into this in the episode here, you know, you've got the time to work on your important project, but you don't have the energy or you've got the time and the energy to do something, but you can't focus on some, on anything for any length of time. You're constantly being distracted. Um, and so this framework, my opinion, what it does is it kind of clarifies specifically where you should start, where you should direct your your energy towards if you're trying to move the needle in terms of your productivity. It's not just like you said, a huge list of things which can quickly become overwhelming where it's like, okay, just improve all of this stuff. <laughs> uh, we don't, we don't want to, we don't want to get to that point. We want to zero in on, on the thing that's going to, going to make the difference. Yeah. So when it comes to the T framework, just think about your own life, right? Where are you lacking? Is it either time, energy or attention? Right. So let me run through some examples to kind of show you how these three different currencies, if you will, work together. So imagine you have no time, but you do have energy and attention. So the majority of people that come to Asian efficiency, they fall under this bucket, I would say. So imagine the corporate worker that wakes up at 6 a.m. and doesn't come home until 8 p.m. Right? This person is overcommitted and their calendar is just jam-packed with meetings, appointments, commitments, and they basically have no downtime for themselves. Right? So you have maybe all the energy to get the work done that you need to get done. You might have the level of focus and attention that you need to make sure all the stuff gets done and the right things get done, but you literally have no time. And when you have no time, it's difficult to do all these other things. So this is when you start to feel trapped. You feel stuck and maybe some of the things you might say to yourself is man i wish there were more hours in the day or i don't have time to do x or i don't have time to do y i don't have time to do z or you might say stuff like i have so much to do and not enough time to do it in and if that kind of relates then you are definitely somebody who falls in that bracket where maybe you have the attention you have the energy but you don't have the time so that's probably a starting point where if you and I were to work together, we would focus on that first and see how can we create more time freedom for you? Nice. So the example here that you put in the, the show notes, which I really like because this is how I got connected with the Asian efficiency team. We won't rehash my whole story again here, but uh, you use the example, someone who is motivated to publish a book, but they're too busy to even write one chapter, let alone write drafts because you just have so much to do every single day. What do you say to that person? Yeah, so when it comes to 
not having enough time, there's literally all these different tactics and opportunities that you can do to create more time. And if I had to break it down even further, I would say, okay, let's look at some people, strategies, systems, and tactics that you can use to create more time, right? So if you're an entrepreneur and you have people on staff, you can probably leverage people to create more time, right? Just like for everybody else, if you're not an entrepreneur or you have a management team or you have a team of people or you're just are part of a team, you can probably learn to manage other people or set boundaries or work with people in a different way to create more time, right? So that's one thing I would look at. The other thing I would say is what are some of the strategies that you can use to create more time in your life, right? So maybe it's a way of how you structure your week. Maybe it's a different way of how you plan something. So what are some of the different strategies that you can use? Another thing to consider are systems. So what kind of systems are not working or what kind of systems do we need to introduce into your life that allow you to create more time? Whether that's something related to planning or your calendar, or it could be something related to your habits and how you structure everything. And then there are some one-off tactics, right? And this is oftentimes what we're known for and what you read about on the blog or maybe listen on the podcast about. And so think of like eating your frog, right? That's the one thing we're known for is how do we focus on the right thing and create more time freedom that way so we get stuff done and create more time throughout the rest of the day or some other things of how you use like specific tactics for busy Cal, like our favorite calendar app or how to use it, your task manager and how do we set things up in a certain way. So these are some of the things that I would look for. And once you know that time is the one currency that you don't have, right, which is a non-renewable currency, you can't get more of time. You can only uh, create more as you go through the rest of your life. We want to start looking at, you know, people, strategies, systems, and tactics. Yep. I like the example of eating that frog. Obviously, that's the the strategy that worked for me. Started getting up early so that I could find time to write. And that was the thing. You know, I had the energy. I had the focus to sit down and write every day, but I couldn't find the time because I had kids at home. I had a full-time job, had all these things, which happened throughout my day. And so looking at my calendar, where can I find even a little bit of time here? It was uncomfortable, but 5 a.m. was <laughs> was the time that I, I identified. So that that speaks to the the first pillar of productivity. You know, that's that's time. But then there's a, another one here. So maybe you've got the time and the attention but you don't have the energy. You want to explain this one? Yeah. So if you have the time and attention, but no energy, the analogy I like to use is imagine if you're an employee, um, you're like an A player, right? Like you are considered like the best person in your company. You delivered the most value, but now all of a sudden people cannot count on you anymore. Like you used to be really motivated and you succeeded at everything. And now just, for some reason, it doesn't happen anymore. Even though you know you have the right priorities in place, you have the time because you're showing up for work and you're doing all these things, but you're just not really showing up. You're not really delivering, right? So this is where maybe energy might be lacking, where if you don't have the energy to do certain things, everything else kind of falls apart as well. You can have the best task manager in the world. You can have mastery of GTD. You can have the focus to say, I'm going to do this one thing today. But if you don't have the energy to actually do it, everything else falls apart. And so if you're in this bucket, we want to make sure that you look at your life in a different way and see what are some of the things we need to address in terms of sleep? What do we need to address in terms of nutrition? What about exercise? Like, How do we make sure that you get the most energy possible to do the things you need to do? Yeah, this is a really important one and one that I think is kind of often 
overlooked. I think maybe when people think of productivity, kind of the poster child, the hashtag hustle guy, it's like Gary Vaynerchuk who never sleeps. <laughs> and that's kind of what people expect. You know, that's what it takes to be successful, you know, and there's, there's a lot of good stuff that, that he does, but you know, you don't have to live the same lifestyle that he does. There's a very, there's, there's a, the emphasis on, on rest and recovery. Uh, I think that's, that's very, very important. And then the balance, the best explanation that I've found an entry-level explanation on this whole energy concept is from the power of full engagement, I believe, where they got the quadrant and they've got the, the low positive energy, the high positive energy, the low negative energy and the high positive or high negative energy. And, uh, you can kind of, you can kind of go back and forth between ideally low and high positive energy. You know, if you're managing your energy well, which is what this pillar of of productivity is, is speaking to. But what a lot of people get stuck in is they go back and forth, maybe between high positive and high negative. And that quickly leads you to low negative where you just feel burnt out. And once you get there, it's almost like there's nothing you can do. It doesn't matter what sort of systems you have in place. doesn't matter how well you can focus. Like you can't do anything. Yes, and oftentimes when you have very little energy, you feel that way as well. Like you just feel like, oh man, I know what I need to do, but for some reason it's just it's just not happening, right? You feel frustrated. You feel like you're just really low energy and you just give up easily, right? Because you literally just don't have energy to do the thing. So if we have a bad night's sleep, we, we usually feel this way. Or... If we haven't exercised for a while, we slowly start to decline in terms of our performance and, our, and, and the energy that we bring to the table. Or if you ate a really big lunch, right, and then you have this like afternoon lull where you just can't really do much, right? That is a form of low energy as well. So if we address all these different things, then we can really step up, have tons of energy to do the things we need to do. And for some people, this is really eye-opening because some might say, oh man, I thought the afternoon lull was like a normal thing that just happens to everybody. Well, guess what? It doesn't have to be that way. Like I don't have it. So I know tons of people don't have it. And it's really just when you focus on all these different aspects of energy, like sleep, nutrition, and exercise, you can literally be at high level of performance eight hours a day. And it sounds crazy, but you can't. And if you know what to do and how to do it, you can do pretty amazing things, right? So earlier I talked about how when we have no time, but we do have energy and attention, you know, imagine you are wanting to write a book, right? You're motivated to write a book, but you're too busy to even write one chapter, let alone drafts. And it's because you have too much to do every single day. So this is where you are lacking time, right? If you don't have time, you can't write a book. You can't really do anything, right? Even though if you have the energy, if you have the attention and focus to say, I need to write a book, but you don't have the time, you can't really start even, right? Now, on the flip side, if you do have time and you do have the attention to say, I need to write a book, right? But you don't have energy, then you, you can't even get started either. So imagine laying in bed on a Sunday morning and you know on your calendar, you have a whole day dedicated to write your book, right? You know it's important. Your attention is there. You have the time, right? So you have time and attention to write the book, but you have no energy. Guess what happens? You're just going to stay in bed, right? You have no energy to get out of bed. You have no motivation. You have no drive really to do something. So even if you have all the time in the world and you know what's important, but you don't have the energy, you're still not going to show up, right? So that's why 
once you can identify where you lack, so to speak, it's really easy to make a, a huge jump in your productivity. And that's why we create this T framework because everybody either falls in one of those three buckets, right? Time, energy, or attention, which we'll talk about next. Yep, exactly. So the ideal, the the scenario that we want to paint a picture of this is a possibility because you had talked about the person who has set aside all the time to work on this thing and they just don't have the energy to do anything. And I have to admit that I have been there. <laughs> uh, instead of sitting there paralyzed, not being able to move because this thing just seems so big, you know, having the energy to show up and write when it really matters and you sit down and you feel energized and you're excited to write, that's really what we're, we're shooting for here. And then the, uh, the third one, uh, you've got time and energy, but no attention. In other words, you can't really focus. I think this one's becoming a bigger and bigger deal. Uh, you want to talk to us about this one? Yes. So the third currency that we talk about here is now attention, right? So the analogy I like to give here is imagine you're an overachiever or you're high achiever, which I know a lot of Asian efficiency clients are and people who read up blog, like they're always like overachievers. They want to do things the right way and do it in the best way possible. So maybe let's say you're an overachiever or high achiever salesperson, right? You know, your main job is to make sales, right? So you have to do prospecting. You have to talk to people on the phone, um, you have to put proposals together. You do all this stuff to close sales, right? But imagine if you're a high achiever salesperson, but you spend most of your time doing non-sales work, right? So you have all the time to do the right things. You have the energy to do it. But if you're focusing on the wrong thing, you're wasting time as well, right? Or another way to think about it is, let's say you're a stay-at-home parent and you brag about how amazing of a parent you are but then you actually spend rarely any of your time at home raising your children. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like you have all the energy, you have all the time to do this, but if you're not putting it in the right direction, focusing it in the right way, you're basically wasting all of your time and energy as well, right? So we wanna make sure that if you have the attention part taken care of, that you're really laser focused on doing what's right what's most effective. And at this point, it's really about effectiveness over efficiency. Yeah. And this is the one that just makes me so mad when I see people fall prey to this because you could have your time and your energy lined up and then something simple, something stupid, like not turning off your notifications can completely derail your entire day and steal all of that all of that energy that you were going to direct at accomplishing your goal instead, you know, maybe, maybe it's email. Maybe you get stuck responding to things that people are throwing at you and you end up doing the things that other people are determining is urgent instead of the things that you've identified previously are important. So this is the one that can quickly steal your, uh, steal your, your, your attention, your focus. Like if you can't specify a direction for that to go in, it's really easy for people to redirect it, uh, even unintentionally, to get you off the mark. Yeah, so if you focus on the wrong thing, that's often when we get to busy work, right? So I hear people say all the time, oh man, I'm busy, I'm too busy. Like they use the word busy as an excuse, even though if they just redirected their attention just a couple degrees to the right thing, they would still be quote unquote busy, but they would be busy on the right thing. And oftentimes most of us are busy on the wrong thing or maybe you get easily distracted and that's why you're not doing the right thing, right? So if you have the time and the energy but you don't have the attention, you're just doing 
all this like work, this busy work as we call it, on something that really doesn't move the needle, right? So we want to make sure that is all aligned. And and oftentimes, uh, if you if you are in this trap, you might say something like, "Oh, you know what? Uh, I wonder why I'm not achieving my goals. Like I'm putting in the time, I'm I'm, I'm doing stuff, but I'm still not achieving my goals. Like what's going on here?" And a lot of times, it's because you're not focusing. It's not it's not because you're lacking time or energy, clearly you have those. But if you are not spending it in the right way, you're literally just wasting everything you're putting in. And that's why you get frustrated where you're not achieving your goals, right? Or you might look at the clock and all of a sudden it's almost five o'clock and you wonder, where has my day gone by? Like I still haven't finished what I needed to do. What happens? Well, you got, you had all the time, right? You had the energy to do stuff, but you still didn't do it because, again, you either got distracted or your level of focus wasn't there. And so if you feel overwhelmed with everything that you must do, again, that's an attention problem as well. And we've talked, you know, I know you, Mike, have talked a lot about this on, on some of the online trainings and workshops that we've done is like we get bombarded by tons of information, which is totally true right, and totally valid. But it's still up to us to decide what we take in and what we spend our focus on, right? And so uh, big opportunities that you can do to kind of like take care of your brain or your mind is to say, okay, what's, what is my vision? You know, am I clear on that? Do I have clear goals? Do I have clarity around all these different things? Do I have boundaries as well in terms of what I let in and, and consume? Do I have mindfulness in my life as well so I can really stay calm and focus on what's needed? And if you think about these opportunities, you can really increase your level of attention and then if those are aligned with your time and energy as well, you can do amazing things. Yeah, I like the, you brought up boundaries. I think that's uh, a really big one. And it's a big one for me because I've got five kids at home. I'm recording this at home just before we started recording, you know, run around the house. Okay, no one stream anything. Everybody be quiet. <laughs> so there are obviously distractions that will come with the territory there. But even even so, like control what you can control and you'll be amazed at how much more progress you can make because the energy that you put forth has nothing to do with the work that actually gets done. Motion doesn't equal progress, in other words. And I think that that's, uh, you spoke a little bit to this, but people feel so busy. They feel like they're running from one thing to another and they're just not getting where they want to go. A lot of it can be traced back to this lack of direction, this lack of attention, this lack of being able to focus on one thing for any length of time. And I think that this is the root cause of what David Allen calls emergency scan modality. Uh, I think it could you could probably apply it to all the different areas. But this is the one, in my opinion, it fits best with. Emergency scan modality, people are literally grabbing your attention and directing it at the thing that they are declaring is important. Or you don't have the systems in place where things are becoming a big deal. And so you just, you can't trust that when you go to write for an hour or two, that everything is going to be fine when you, when you come back up for air. And so I think like if you can get that part under control, that's going to provide a, a big benefit probably for the majority of our audience, the majority of the people who are in the dojo, who understand a little bit about time management and they've implemented some rituals and habits into their lives like this is the the low hanging fruit this is the thing that can really provide a, an immense benefit if they implemented some of this stuff if we go back to the example we talked about earlier about writing a book right if you don't have time you can't get started on a book 
if you don't have the energy, you really can't show up, even if you have the time to write the book. But what if you don't have attention? Right? So imagine you wake up fully refreshed, right? On a Sunday to write your book. It's, it's mapped out on your calendar as well. You have all the time in the world. So you have the energy, you have the time. But if you don't have the attention, what usually ends up happening is that you'll end up doing other things. You get distracted. Maybe you do house chores. You start running some errands. And, and guess what happens? It's nighttime. It's about, it's about time for you to go to bed. And you realize, man, I didn't even write my book today. I didn't even start. <laughs> right? So when your focus is all over the place or you're being, you feel like you're being pulled from a different directions, even if all the time, even if all the energy to do this stuff, if it's not redirected in the right place, you're still not going to do the right things, right? So I hope these examples kind of showcase how maybe you fall in one of those three buckets or maybe you feel like one of them is lacking and that's now an opportunity to really boost that up and say, okay, let's let's focus on this. And we just happen to also have courses around all of these areas as well to kind of help you with that, right? And part of being a Dojo member is that we create content and courses training materials for you so you can boost one of those three areas. Yep. In fact, in the last presentation that I did, I made a, a mind map of all of the courses that are in the dojo and which areas they apply to. If you log into the dojo customer area right now, you'll notice that the most popular courses, I think we didn't get to all of them yet, but um, we're kind of breaking them down into these different categories. So if you know that I need help with time or I need help with attention or energy, you can go there and there's a couple recommended courses for you to get started there because everybody's circumstances are a little bit unique. And that's one of the things that I like about working with the Asian efficiency team. I am a dad with five kids. Uh, Tan, you do not have any kids. <laughs> You're not married. So different perspectives, you know, different different backgrounds, but we know that this stuff works because we can apply it in different contexts and we, we, we all see the, the same results. We all see the benefit from it. Yeah, everybody has unique circumstances, right? Like you said, Mike, you have five kids. I have none. Some people live maybe at home. Some people have to take care of others and, and some people have like a family, right? Some people are a little bit older. Some people are a little bit younger, right? Some people make a certain level of income and some people don't. So whatever your unique circumstances are, in a way, they are unique, but when it comes to increasing your productivity, really everybody goes through those three areas at some point that they have to focus on, whether that's time, energy, or attention. And usually what we see is that if you just focus on one of those three, even if you don't have all three taken care of, just focusing on one of them will just increase the results that you get, the output that you have tremendously, right? And so we just want to just simplify it in a way so you can decide, okay, this is the area I'm going to focus on. And now you say, okay, if I'm going to focus on time, I need to focus on people, strategies, you know, tactics and systems. And you can say, okay, let me just focus on one of those areas and really get a handle on that, right? So it simplifies it for you and it makes you feel less overwhelmed because now you don't have to worry about your attention stuff, about the energy stuff, because it's, it's still there, don't get me wrong, but now you can laser in and say, okay, let me just focus on one thing at a time. And that makes it a lot more encouraging for people then to come in and say, okay, this is going to be actually a lot easier than I thought, rather than saying, okay, let's do something with my task manager. And then let's do something with exercise at the same time. Let's make sure I build my mission statement and get clarity on my goals. And then 
I mean, these are all good things, don't get me wrong, but it can be really demotivating when they all don't really work and you're not really focused on them. So by focusing on one area at a time, you can get tremendous results. Yep, exactly. So you talked a little bit, you mentioned time as an example in that last section, and you mentioned kind of like the the people, the tactics, the strategies. Maybe we should talk about these three pillars a little bit more in depth and give people some examples of what actually is in each one. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. So let's start with time because I think that's where most people come for when it comes to Asian efficiency is they want to create more time in the day, right? So you might say, oh man, I wish I had more time. I wish there were more than 24 hours in the day. And we just don't have enough time for what we want to do, right? So usually there's this cognitive dissonance of like, I want to be here, but I'm here today. And the reason I'm not where I want to be is because I don't have time, right? So if, if that resonates with you, you're in this bucket. So some of the things you can work on and some of the things or four pillars within that, I would say are people, tactics, strategies, and systems, right? So people is all about who. So how, how can you delegate some stuff? Um, how can you improve your teamwork? How can you make some changes in terms of how you collaborate with people and communicate with them? Right? So there's a lot of different things you can do to kind of like work with people in a more effective way. Um, because for example, as an entrepreneur, one of the best decisions I've made was to hire an executive assistant, right? And we have a couple podcast episodes where we talked about this, where I shared my journey of hiring my first executive assistant. And then that just skyrocketed my productivity because it was creating so much free time for me to focus on some more important stuff like thinking, uh, training, strategy, and that sort of stuff, right? So I was able to leverage other people. But for some other people, it might be about learning how to set boundaries with certain people and how do we... Uh, delegate to another team member and make sure that the communication stream there is is good to go and, and teamwork and stuff like that, right? Now, when it comes to tactics, tactics are really just like one of things that you can do. Let uh, me jump in real quick regarding the, the people because I think you made an important distinction here, but I want to emphasize it because I think a lot of people can hear like, oh, well, Tan's got an executive assistant who's doing all this stuff and he's saving all this time but there's no way I'm going to have an executive assistant. So really there's nothing here for me. And you hit on a bunch of other things like setting boundaries and being able to communicate and collaborate effectively. Uh, I think it was Chris Bailey when he was on the podcast, the episode 133, I believe, uh, mentioned that like people are the reason for productivity. And I think like if you can't figure out how to work well with people, regardless of how and where you work, uh, you, you're not, you're going to limit your potential that way. And so there is a whole bunch here besides just delegating work. So you don't have to do it, which again, I know is very much oversimplifying this. And we've got a whole course in the dojo on delegation, there's podcast episodes on it. Uh, but I do want to call out that when it comes to time, like anytime you work with other people, that's an opportunity for you to win back time by working with them in the right way. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because maybe the executive assistant is maybe something that's out of reach for some people, right? Now, there's other ways you can utilize people to create more time freedom as well. For example, you could hire somebody that will come clean your house every now and then, right? That's another form of delegating or quote-unquote outsourcing, right? Other things you could do is say, what if somebody um, just comes babysit? every now and then so that I can go out with my husband or wife and have date night 
And that's another form of quote unquote delegation or outsourcing or whatever word you want to use, but you're yep. utilizing people to create more time. And sometimes there's a cost associated with that, but not always, right? You can ask your mom or your dad to babysit maybe one night if that is possible, or you could, you know, barter with some people and say, hey, you know, you can watch my kid one night, and I'm going to watch your kid the other night. Like, there's so many ways you can do this, and it doesn't involve money. Yep, Absolutely. All right, now let's move on to the uh, the tactics section. So this is kind of what you can do to quickly win back time. Yeah, so think of these as just like really one-off things that you can do. And I would categorize them as almost life hacks. And I say that in quotes, where most <laughs> life hacks are not part of like a comprehensive system or strategy, but they're just useful things to do. So for example, the Pomodoro technique, I think is a super helpful way to get focused and get a lot of stuff done in very little time. And it's one of those like life hacks in a way where you you can easily do something very quickly and get quick results. But it's not part of like a major time management system like GTD or something like that, right? So what are some of all the little things that you can do? And if you've been following the blog for a while, you've been listening to the podcast, you've been introduced to a lot of them and you wanna make sure you are aware of them because they are very useful. But I, I almost think of them as like tools in my toolbox that I can pull out anytime and say, okay, I need to create some time. What do I do now? Like, what are, what are some of my options? What are some of the tools that I can pull out and say, okay, let's, let's use this. Yep. And on that, on that point, I want to address something that Phil mentioned in the, uh, the Dojo Slack channel. He mentioned that, uh, not really sure who this podcast is, is aimed at. And so I want to back up just a little bit and talk about, you know, at the beginning, we mentioned this is a framework. And so the applicability of this podcast for anybody in our listening audience is to show you where the things that you read about and the things that you hear in other podcasts fit. And you can decide for yourself, you just mentioned tools, Tan, the right tool for the job. So if you know that you need to do a better job managing your energy, getting a new task manager is not going to help you. (laughs) So as we're recording this, Mac OS Mojave just launched and every app is coming out with their dark modes and they look great. You know, <laughs> don't be tempted. Oh, things looks really good. Maybe if I use things, that's going to solve all my problems. Okay. So if you can identify that, you know, maybe time is an issue for you. Maybe you don't have a good task management system. Maybe things is the, f- the thing for you, you know, but just because you see the new and shiny, you know, if you know that this is the area that I need to focus on, it becomes easier to say, nope, that's not for me. And that's really important, I think. When it comes to strategies, I usually ask myself, how? Like, how do I make my life easy? And when life becomes easy, that's also when we start to see an increase and jump in our productivity. So people is really about who, tax is really about what we need to do, and strategy is really about how. How do we accomplish certain things? How do I make my life easy? So we kind of have to zoom out just a little bit and say, okay, what are some of the high level things that I need to do to make my life easier? Or how do I become more productive? And this is where maybe a little bit of thinking comes in, but Mm -hmm. um, this is really the high level strategy. Or if you run a business, you also think about strategy a lot, right? What's the next move for the company? What are some of the areas that we need to improve? What market are we going in? And it's the same thing for your personal life. Like what are some of the strategies that you can apply to your life that will make your life easier or that allows you to increase your output or create more free time in your life? And a lot of times when, when you come up with a strategy, then 
from there, you kind of zoom in and say, okay, now I need to do this, right? So for example, one of the strategies could be if you wanted to make your life easier is to say, okay, I have like 20 different commitments. If I wanted to really zoom in and, and zoom out and say, okay, what is really most important to me and how do I make that a reality? Now we're starting thinking about outcomes and results, right? And once yep. you start thinking about that, then naturally you start to look for ways to cut some stuff, to get rid of some stuff in your life, to create more time freedom. Yep. And so you mentioned the people, the who, the tactics, the what, strategies, the how. Uh, the other part of Phil's question and the thing he said that he meant he struggles with is the big why. We're going to get to that. I would say the why is tied to the second one, energy, but really that's going to be focused on the last one, uh, attention and, and focus, um, which again, there's a big emphasis in that particular area right now with good reason, because you can have the time, you can have the energy, you can do everything right up until the moment of execution. And then if your focus gets stolen at the last minute, then you can't follow through. And a lot of people will say, well, your why just wasn't strong enough. Well, if you understand that that's the area that you need to, uh, you need to work on, you need to focus on, then you can put things in place to help you guard your, your focus and, and manage it well. Uh, but let's not get there yet. Let's move on to the second one here, energy. Uh, this is the second area you mentioned that people start with. Sometimes it's the first. And some of the things that kind of fall in here, you mentioned earlier, sleep, nutrition, fitness, I would say rituals, habits, uh, those will fall in here too. I know one of the big things that people implement when they come to AE and they say, this really changed my life is the whole idea of like a morning routine. Um, that would fall into this area as well. Yeah, when it comes to energy, just think about this. The more energy you have, the more effective you can be. Right. So if we just move the needle in terms of whatever we can do to drive up the amount of energy that you have, you'll start to see that you're not going to be procrastinating as much anymore. You're going to be showing up more often to do the work that you need to do instead of just postponing it or just not doing it at all. You'll start to see you feel really good about yourself. You feel energized. And because of that, your output, the quality of work you put out is even better. Right? So what are some of the things that we can do to improve upon that? So as Mike mentioned, sleep is a really big one. Right? So we want to teach you, for example, an evening ritual. So it helps you fall asleep and you get a good night's rest. Right? And sleep is one of those force multipliers where if you really nail that, it has a huge payoff as you grow up and do things that you need to get done. Nutrition and is another major area. I want to call out too on the topic of sleep uh, because as we record this, we just had an episode go live that you and I talked for quite a while on sleep. Uh, in my opinion, one of my favorite episodes that we recorded. I think it's TPS 215. Yes, that's even even better than what we talked about today because it's so comprehensive. So if you want to nail down <laughs> sleep, that's almost like a free course in a way. It's, yep. it's that good. Yep, exactly. And just to give a little bit of perspective and vision for, you know, how does this, what we're talking about today fit into Asian efficiency, this is kind of the starting point, this framework, so you can identify what you need to focus on. And then all the other great content that we've been developing for a long time, that can go really deep on a particular area and you can solve that specific problem. But sometimes you get so focused on, I know myself, like I just find myself every once in a while just listening to all these podcasts, jotting down all these ideas. And then I get frustrated because I'm not implementing any of them. <laughs> it's like, oh, I heard about that thing that totally changed that guy's life. I should have done that. My life could have been changed. <laughs> well, no, that's not the right approach. You don't want to go in on all of these things. You want to really select the things that are custom fit for you. So going to nutrition, we want to say that, okay, 
there's no one size fits all here. And it's kind of uh, pointless in a way where we make recommendations when it comes to your we are not habits, doctors, <laughs> right? We're not nutritionists. We're not doctors. Like we can't really customize it in that sense. But I think an important mindset to take on here is when you think about food equals fuel, it will really help you see how what you put in your body is really is going to allow you to give you a lot of energy and, and funnel it in a way that allows you to be productive, right? So I talked about earlier how sometimes we get an afternoon lull and you know, a big cause of that is just eating too many carbs where our body just, or eating too much food even sometimes as well, where like our body, when it starts to digest food and it, and it gets food, it really prioritizes that first over everything else, right? So if you have a big lunch, your body's literally going to focus on, okay, let's process this food before even we worry about what we need to do for thinking time or just getting focused, or even just like taking a nap. Like it literally just focuses on, okay, let's digest this food. We need to save this for in the future, store this as body fat, or just fuel the processes we have going on in our body. And so it's literally just focusing on that. And when you have a big lunch, it's it's kind of hurting your productivity for the rest of the day, right? So that's just one tiny thing to be aware of. But one of the things that I want to highlight here is that everybody's food, nutrition, Advice is a little bit different, so we can't really tailor it in that sense. But really, we want to pay attention here to say, hey, if this is something that really is affecting you, and I've worked with a lot of clients where it was an issue, um, the best thing we can do is say, hey, let's work with a professional here, a nutritionist, or somebody who has, maybe you can take a blood test and see, okay, am I deficient in certain areas of my life? Is it, that's why, why I'm not feeling well? Or is it, is it like certain supplements that I need to take in so that I can feel better? Whereas there's certain things that I'm missing that I need to take in so I can sleep better or work out more or whatever, right? So nutrition is kind of a sensitive topic, but I do want to highlight that it's important. Yeah, and uh, I like the the example that you shared about working with a nutritionist because that's an example of buying back time to improve your energy. So it's a great example of how these things can can tie together. It's the, the Clarity FM example where frequently we've been stuck trying to solve a business problem. And the quickest solution is to hop on a a quick call with somebody who's figured this stuff out and they can show you exactly what you need to do to to solve this problem that you you have. And then lastly, as part of energy, we want to make sure we talk about fitness as well. So your overall fitness level is a big driver for how productive you are. And if you've read The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, he talks about how exercise is one of his keystone habits. It's, it's the thing that drives everything else, where you just get so much health benefits from it, but also you become more productive as a result of it, and everything else in your life becomes easier, where if you know how to pick up an exercise habit, you know how to do all these other things in your life and incorporate those habits into your life, and he, that's what he calls a keystone habit. So we all know that exercising is healthy. It's good for our body. It's good for our brain. So we won't go in too much detail here today. We'll have a separate episode about that. But just realize that the more you take care of your body, the more you take care of your brain and everything else that's going on that allows you to be more energized, which then allows you to uh, do the things you need to do and show up for the things you need to do, right? Because the worst thing that can happen is when you come home, and I've seen this all the time with people, especially with some of the clients that I work with, is that they'll come home to have all these goals to say, to write a book or to get published 
or they want to do X, Y, and Z. But then when they come home, they don't have the energy to do it anymore because now they're tired, right? Like the whole day has gone by and they're like, oh, man, I just want to sit at home, relax for a little bit. And then maybe, maybe if I have the energy, write that chapter or do some reading. And then if you don't have the energy, well, guess what? It's not going to happen. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I've seen that so many times. And it's a big reason why, you know, there's this constant battle between I'm a morning person, I'm a night owl, I work best at night. Well, maybe, but I considered myself in that category and just found myself failing over and over and over again. So I forced myself to become a morning person in order to take consistent action on my on my goals. But that's a, another, another topic for another episode. Uh, the last one here is attention. So this is usually what I find the last area that, that most people work on. Most people, when they come to agent efficiency, they want to get more time. And then usually the next step there is to get more energy. And then attention is usually the last area that people really focus on because one, it's a little bit more conceptual most of the time because it involves a lot of like vision, clarity, goal, setting boundaries, getting mindfulness into your life. So it's not as like tactical. It's not as quick results kind of thing where with time, you know, when you come to us, we can show you all these cool things that you can do and quickly get results. And oftentimes we do that so that you can get quick results, but also see that, you know, whatever we're teaching is working. Uh, so you, you know, start to trust more of what we do and, and, and see that, oh, you know, if I actually implement all these things that Asian efficiency is saying, I'm getting all these results. Great. Like what, what else is coming up? Right. And we usually see with attention, it takes a lot more deliberate focus and practice to really nail this down. And that's why oftentimes we don't work on this first and foremost with people, but also it takes a little bit of time to get this right because, Attention is really all about focusing on the right thing, right? So this means you get less distracted. You don't, so you don't feel mentally fatigued as fast. And it's really all about like priorities. So how do we do the right thing over doing the wrong thing? And how do we stay effective over being efficient, right? So you can be super efficient, but if you're f- efficient at the wrong thing, like it doesn't really matter. You can be efficient at drying your clothes in the best way possible, but if that... You know, it takes up two hours of your time. Is it really the right use of time, right? So we want to make sure we do the right thing. We are effective over being efficient. So if we can redirect all your time, energy, and attention in the same direction, man, like you could achieve superhuman productivity levels. Yeah, and uh, I always tell people, you know, I'm, I'm bad at email. <laughs> and I think that's a great example of like, you may be efficient at email. You may be able to crank through hundreds of messages super, super fast, write great emails and send them to your task manager, send them to Evernote, your reference file, wherever they need to go very, very efficiently. But if you are constantly getting more emails, like when do you really have time to do the things that are that important to you? And it's probably not responding to email that's going to help you achieve your ideal future. So I think that's a a great example of of effectiveness over efficiency. You know, think about why do I want to become efficient at the thing that I'm going to be doing? Because there are a lot of things that we do want to become efficient with. I've done a webinar with the the Samebox guys. Like that's a great tool. And I love it because it cuts out a whole bunch of stuff that you don't have to do so that you can focus on the things that you really want to do. That's, in my opinion, the best use of these things, these tools, these apps, whatever that create the efficiency the efficiency should free up more time for you to be effective. And then also in this whole idea of attention, kind of a separate thought, but it strikes me that like deep work is one of my favorite books. 
And it's the one that I feel spoke to this area in the most approachable way that I found at the time when I, when I read it. So you may find yourself like, yeah, Mike, Dan, attention is the thing I need to work on, but I can't do deep work like Cal Newport talks about for eight hours every day. And in the book, he points out like, that's okay. Just start where you are with what you have and go as hard as you can, even if it's only for 15, 30 minutes a day, like just start doing it and you develop that focus muscle and it becomes easier and easier to do this. Yeah. And if I had to put like real world examples around this, I see this all the time on the forum and on Slack where Doja members are hanging out and sharing. And one of the most common questions we get is like, how many hours of deep work can I actually do? Like how many hours of deep work do you guys do? What's, what's realistic? What should I shoot for? And I tell people, man, if you can do two hours a day of deep work, that's pretty, pretty productive. Like I would be happy if I had two hours every single day, <laughs> five days a week. That would be amazing. If I have four hours, I'd be insane, right? Like that's just super human status level if you do four hours of deep work every single day. Now, realistically, I, I usually shoot for two. And if I can do more, that's that's a nice bonus. But if you have to start at 15 or 30 minutes, that's totally fine too. Everybody starts somewhere, right? Now, I will say that if if you are like a high achiever, high earner, I think the number of hours of deep work you do on a weekly basis is really, really important to track. And it's one of the things I always do with my clients as well. It's like when I work with you, we talk about like the number of hours you do deep work and we will prioritize and figure out what that means for you. But uh, I usually set the standard to say like one hour a day is a bare minimum. Like two hours is really what we, what we should be shooting for. Yep, totally. Um, and this is also where, you know, I mentioned the why before, but that's a big part of attention as well. Your vision, your goals, the the clarity around the things that you're doing and why you're doing them boundaries, mindfulness. I mean, we've got podcast episodes and blog posts on a lot of these different topics. We've even got courses on some of them, <laughs> but those all fall under this, uh, this third pillar of productivity uh, attention as well. Now we want to make this actionable though. So someone's listening to this, their first time they've been introduced to Asian efficiency. Okay. Uh, where should they start? Okay. So again, the three pillars are time, energy and attention right so tea. the tea the, framework yep exactly and i love green tea so i'm so glad we came up with this name and it just the acronyms just worked out but uh they all they are also in order and this is really important to know as well most people when they come to asian efficiency they usually start off with focusing on time because that's the thing that they're lacking so again if you're lacking time if you're saying i wish there were more hours in a day i wish i had more time start with time that's the most obvious part and i would say 90% of people fall into this bucket. So if you're in doubt, I would say start there. And this, just to real quickly interject, this is where I started. I came to Asian efficiency because I had kids at home. I had goals that I was frustrated. I wasn't being able to take action on. And that was the issue I was dealing with was I don't have enough time. And even implementing a couple things, just like eating your frog or the Pomodoro technique, that can help you create just a little bit more margin to take action on the things that are, are important. So I, I, think that that's really important. Like if this is your first introduction to this, then yeah, this is where you definitely where you want to start. Then we have the next phase where usually once you have time kind of figured out, you have hours that you can use to 
work on the things you want to work on, achieve the things you want to go after, then we usually want to go at level two or energy. So if you have the time, but you're not really happy with your results, I would say look at energy. What are some of the things you can do to improve your sleep? What are some of the things you can do to improve your nutrition, what you eat, what you take into your body, where you put it in there? And then also say, okay, if I'm taking care of my sleep and my nutrition, am I exercising on a regular basis as well? If you're missing any of those three, I would say start optimizing one of these areas and you start to see an increase in productivity as well. And this is oftentimes where people fall in where, you know what, I did the life hacks, I did some of the tactics that you guys talked about on the podcast and some of the things I read about on the blog and you know, you guys have great resources at the Start Here page, which I highly recommend by the way. But now, you know, like it's not in a cohesive way and sometimes I'm being inconsistent. Like what can I do? Start looking at your energy levels. Yep. And this is the thing that really got me hooked on Asian deficiency was the product back in the day, Better Sleep, uh, which is really what I misspoke earlier. It was episode 214. So episode 214 dives deep into to that topic if you're like me and you're a sleep nerd. <laughs> uh, but then level three. So level three is, again, attention. So once you have time and energy kind of figured out, most of the time people then move towards attention, which will help you direct everything that you have going on in the right way. So it's really pushing you and propelling you forward to your goals and achieving them in record time, right? So this is where we want to do more deep work. We want to make sure you have vision, you have clarity around everything that you need to do. Everything's prioritized, right? So all these frameworks and things, or a lot of things we cover in our course, Finishers Fastlane, which you'll see some of the stuff in the dojo as well, but Finishers Fastlane is our primary course where we really show you a system and a framework for, for doing that. But this is usually the last step for most people. I would say if you focus on time first and then energy second, usually you'll eventually arrive at intention. So this is not the path for everybody, but this is the path I see for most people. Now, for some people, it might be different. Maybe you have enough time, but you don't have the energy. Then you start there first. Or maybe you have the energy, but not the attention, right? And you can work on that as well. So hopefully by going through this framework, you start to see, okay, when you think about the T framework, where do I really fall? Is it time that I need? Is it energy or attention? If you follow one of those three, I would say focus on that particular area first before you do anything else, you'll start to see major results. Yep. And if you're a little bit confused still as to what area is the one that is most important for you, we're going to be diving deep on these pillars for the next couple of weeks. We're going to have some blog posts that will speak to this as well. But uh, we really want to communicate this T framework and how to use it going forward. So the next couple podcast episodes after this one, we're going to be diving deep into each of these individual areas. If you want to dive even deeper into the T framework we introduced in this episode, then there are a ton of great training materials for you in the Dojo, our online productivity community. You can check out everything the Dojo has to offer for only $1 for your first month by going to theproductivityshow.com slash dojo. And if you need assistance implementing the T-Framework for yourself, we're here to help. You can't possibly implement everything at once, so let the AE team show you where to start. We know how frustrating it can be when you're overwhelmed and you have too much to do and not enough time to do it in. But you don't have to stay there. We've helped over 13,000 people overcome their own productivity obstacles and take consistent action on their goals. 
If you're tired of never having enough time, you feel stuck, or you need a little help defeating the obstacles that stand between you and your ideal future, take just a couple of minutes and complete our online productivity quiz. In just a couple of minutes, you can get personalized tips and strategies to help you get unstuck and on your way to achieving success without the stress. To take the quiz, just go to theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. Again, that URL is theproductivityshow.com slash quiz. It's only going to take a couple minutes of your time and you'll get results which will show you the biggest areas for improvement as well as several curated resources to help you overcome the resistance that is keeping you from achieving your full potential. You can also find links to everything we discussed today in the show notes by going to theproductivityshow.com slash 218. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or a star in Overcast. The show is on Twitter as at ProductivityFM, and if you want to get your questions answered and get mentioned on the show, you can send us a tweet with the hashtag AskTPS. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next Productive Monday.